Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Thank you so much for joining us. Here's Karen with a great fit tip. Hi, thank you so much for joining me for this week's fit tip. So today I want to talk about ways to control high blood pressure without medication. All right, choosing a healthy lifestyle is key to living disease-free. When James and I go to a hotel, we make sure we straighten up the room before we leave. Knowing that it is not our property, we take measures to um, take care of it. And we should live our lives in the same way, knowing that these bodies are not our own. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Now, by making lifestyle changes, you can lower your blood pressure and reduce your risk of heart disease. Here are just four examples of what you can do courtesy of the Mayo Clinic. Number one, lose extra pounds and watch your waistline. Blood pressure often increases as weight increases. Being overweight can also cause disrupted breathing while you sleep, known as sleep apnea, which further raises blood pressure. Weight loss is one of the most effective lifestyle changes for controlling blood pressure and so many other diseases. If you're overweight, Losing even a small amount of weight can help reduce blood pressure. Also, the size of the waistline is important. Carrying too much weight around the waist can increase the risk of high blood pressure. In general, uh, men are at risk if their waist measurement is greater than 40 inches and women if it's greater than 35 inches. Number two, exercise regularly. Regular physical activity can lower high blood pressure. It is important to keep exercising to keep blood pressure from rising again. And as um, a general goal, aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate physical activity every day. Exercise can also keep, um, help keep elevated blood pressure from turning into high blood pressure, which is known as hypertension. For those who have hypertension, regular physical activity can bring blood pressure down to safer levels. Some examples um, of aerobic exercise that can help lower the blood pressure would include walking, jogging, cycling, swimming, and dancing. Also, high-intensity interval training and strength training can also help reduce high blood pressure. Number three, reduce salt in your diet. So even a small reduction in sodium in the diet can improve heart health and reduce high blood pressure. The effect of sodium intake on blood pressure varies among groups of people. A lower sodium intake of about 1500 milligrams per day or less is ideal for most adults. To reduce sodium in the diet, you want to read food labels, eat fewer processed foods, 
Don't add salt to your food and cook your own food. Cooking lets you control the amount of sodium and seasoning in general that's in your food. And finally, number four, get a good night's sleep. Studies show poor sleep quality. In other words, getting fewer than six hours of sleep every night for several weeks can contribute to hypertension. A number of issues can uh, disrupt your sleep. So you want to try to stick to a sleep schedule, go to bed and wake up at the same time each day if possible, create a restful space. Um, That means keeping your space cool and quiet. Avoid bright lights such as TVs and computers. Um, Also, you want to watch what you eat and drink. You don't want to go to bed hungry, but you also don't want to go to bed stuffed. A large meal at bedtime could keep you up, um, along with uh, nicotine and uh, caffeine and alcohol as well. And finally, limit naps. For those who find napping during the day helpful, limit naps to about 30 minutes. Make it earlier in the day, and this should help you to sleep uh, better late at night. So I pray that this message has been a blessing. Please pass it on to family and friends and tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM to Joy. So have a terrific Tuesday and a blessed week. Thank you, Karen. And thank you all for listening to Living Fit. On today, we want to continue our talk about good intentions. And this time of year, the good intention I'm talking about is how most of us will say, that we're going to eat better, live better, and we're going to eat the right foods this time of year. Well, a lot of us have good intentions and we want to do the right things, but we just don't do it. So today what I want to encourage you is this holiday season is to take the time to try to eat a good, healthy meal Cut back on the sweets, cut back on the meat, and cut back on the late night eating and snacking throughout this holiday season. Exodus 23, 25 says, You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and will take sickness away from among you. What we want you to have is nutrition, good food that will lead you to good health. There's a quote that says, don't miss out on something great just because it could also be difficult. I know that it's hard for us to eat properly when other people are eating things that we consider are enjoyable, but we cannot continue to do things that are harmful to ourselves and hope for a good result. Our intentions are always good. The problem is that it could lead us to sicknesses and disease. So what's going on? And why is everybody suddenly blaming the foods that we eat for our problem? Because the foods that we eat are our problems. A lot of people talk about wheat and sugar. Well, wheat, why is wheat bad for us? It's not that wheat is bad for us. It's what we have done to wheat. There's analysis that says pesticides from allergies are linked to the way we have remanufactured or reprocessed the way we do meat. The answer is it appears that 
uh, has a whole lot to do with the nastiness that's present in the grain-based foods. The wheat that we're eating today raises our blood sugar levels, causes our immunoreactive problems, and inhibits the absorption of important materials and aggregates in our intestines. And much of this may stem from the fact that wheat simply ain't what it used to be. Wheat is a good food if we don't hibernize the wheat. That's what we do today. The wheat uh, that we uh, eat today are, is far cry from the wheat that was 50 years ago. Back in the 1950s, scientists began crossbreeding wheat to make it harder, uh, shorter, and better growing. So we have to understand that there's a process that goes on when we change our foods from the natural, uh, it becomes more toxic to our bodies. And this work, which was the basis for the Green Revolution, and one of that one U.S. plant scientist, Norman Burlog, the Nobel uh, Peace Prize, introduced some compounds to wheat that aren't uh, human-friendly. As a cardiologist, a doctor named uh, Dr. William Davis noted in his book, The Wheat Belly, lose the wheat, lose the weight, and find your path back to health. Because today's hybridized wheat contains sodium, isai, and known toxins. It also goes through a gamma radiation process during manufacturing. But Dr. Davis also points out today's hybridized wheat contains novel proteins that aren't typically found in either the parent or the plant some of which are difficult for us to properly digest. Consistently, scientists now suspect that gluten and other compounds found in today's modern wheat is what's responsible for the rising prevalence of celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, and other problems. Yes, if you can find wheat and get it in its natural state. Make sure you got the seeds in the in the bread. It's going to be good for you. But it's you got to realize also that if you've been eating harmfully a long period of time, and your gut is not clean, it could be very toxic to you. Because wheat raises blood sugar levels, causes amino reactive problems, inhibits the absorption of important minerals and aggravates our intestines. And much of this is stemming from the way we process the wheat today. Wheat, as we said before, raises our, uh, our uh, cholesterol, our blood pressure, our, our immune responses. It makes us uh, more sick. But the biggest problem we have today, and right here at this holiday season, is going to be with sugar. So why is sugar what's killing us? 
You just can burn it off, right? No, you can't just burn off sugar. You've heard a million times from health experts, bloggers, and uh, even the media how bad sugar is. And the fact is that we're eating more sugar today than we've ever ate in the history. Philippians 3.19 says, Their end uh, is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. A lot of us this holiday season will sit down at the table knowing that what we're doing is going to be harmful to us. And we know that we cannot take enough medication to fix our problem. What we do is we treat the problem and we continue to have the problem, which leads us to more and more sicknesses. We have to make a choice to change what we do in order to get a better result. In fact, most people falsely think that if they eat sugar, they can just exercise a little bit harder that day or the next day so they can burn it off. Unfortunately, this kind of thinking leads us to the grave. It's not as simple as just burning off sugar. It's about what sugar does internally to our cells, your body, and how your gums uh, your sugar gums up your internal workings and causes diseases. Once again, I'm not exaggerating here, so pay close attention to what I'm saying. If you knew exactly what sugar is so, why it's so bad for you, and exactly what it's doing to your cells in your body, I promise you, you would think twice about eating that piece of cake, that candy, that sugary soft drink, that fruit juice, or that ice cream, or feeding them to our children. I have been studying this for a long period of time now, and sugar is one of the main culprits in uh, killing us. Just like we talk about about wheat, sugar is even worse, also causing extreme fluctuations in our blood sugar and excess blood sugar glycation inside our bodies, which accelerates the rate of our aging, uh, killing our organs, our skin, our arteries, and our joints. A lot of you say you want to look younger, you want to feel younger, you want to be younger. But the sugar that we eat is the sugar that we wear. Sugar also raises our triglycerides to a dangerous level, which can lead to your heart diseases. If that weren't bad enough, eating sugar too frequently also causes type 2 diabetes in long run because in the long run, because you wear out your pancreas and your insulin sensitivity. When you see people with a protruding gut, whether they're large or small, I can already tell you that they have insulin sensitivity. And a lot of doctors say that they have prediabetes. There's no such thing as pre-anything. If, if you have insulin resistance, you're on your way to becoming a diabetic. The thing to do is... Action, uh, start the action of the process of reversing your diseases. 
Start eating a healthier lifestyle. This time of year, I know there's just going to be a lot of nice foods on the table, and you're going to think, well, I'm, I'm getting dessert. Well, a lot of the foods that you're already eating has the same amount of sugar in it that you're going to get in your desserts. The, the sodas that we drink, people, uh, you have to have water. Get water into your, your, your uh, meal, too. Try always, every day, to get at least 12 cups of water. Every day. Make sure that when you get up in the morning, make sure you're drinking uh, at least 24 to 32 ounces of water first thing in the morning. Our body goes into dehydration mode uh, at night because our bodies are healing. This is the time that our bodies are, are replenishing itself. Rest is very important. And that's the reason why a lot of you don't like to hear this word, the F word. It's called fasting. But fasting is the fastest way for our body to uh, go into autophagy, reverse the aging process, uh, create new stem cells. So if we can go a, a day or two without eating, that's a good thing. And our body gets better and healing. And if you need more uh, reasons why sugar will kill you, sugar also slows down your white blood cells, making infection more likely and even allowing cancer cells a better chance to form in your body. And with the way we, we are processing sugar today, a lot of people don't think that they're eating sugar because they, it doesn't say sugar, but the way they label sugar today is a deception of the devil. This is scary stuff, I know. And this is not the reason why I'm saying this. The reason why I'm telling you this is because this is your opportunity to change what you do to make a better uh, decision about how you're going to live. Of course, you already know that sugar makes you fat and gives you excess uh, calories without any beneficial nutrients whatsoever. Now, we already know that sugar is not the problem. Sugar has no calorie. But what happens is when it doesn't, when we put unnatural sugars in our body, our livers don't know how to process that food, which leads us to where uh, you heard Doc, uh, Brother Durrell Speaks talk about. He was uh, having fatal liver disease. And not only is he having it, but it's getting more and more prevalent in our young people. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes is more and more prevalent in our young people because of the way we're eating. And this time of year leads to so many problems as far as our health. We need to clarify, clarify why we should not be eating sugar. And to clarify, when we talk about how much damage sugar does to the body, we're not just talking about tiny amounts of sugar, five grams, uh, maybe a teaspoon. Most of us are eating 40 to 50 grams of sugar every time we take in uh, uh, soda, uh, breakfast cereals. Uh, we get most of our sugar on our uh, even the biscuits that we eat in the morning, 
The problem is even the smoothies you get at the gym. All these things are designed to make you want more. So if you're going to heal your body, what you have to do is fight to preserve your body by making better choices. And like I said before, do not miss out on something great just because it's difficult. Fight the urges of our desires to be uh, addicted to these foods. But I'm telling you, we are addicted to sugar. Not only you, the only way you're going to do what you're supposed to do is to remove it from your home and not go into Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donut, the cake shop, Cheesecake Factory. Have you ever looked at the amount of calories that are in one cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory? Look, just look in there. I was uh, one of them had over seventeen uh, hundred calories in just one slice of cake, and I, I've watched many people stand there and get many, many more. Not only that, when we're eating these sugary breakfast cereals, we're getting vegetable oils, and when we're eating bagels and bread in the morning and candy and snacking on potato chips. We're getting oil, fat, and sugar. All the things that are leading to our addiction. Benjamin Franklin once said, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. That's good advice, right? Procrastination is the technical term for uh the way we needlessly delay or put off relevant activities until another day or time. If you're procrastinating or putting off something until the future, when people sit down to meals and make excuses about how they will start their health journey after the holidays, the Bible says that we're not to put off to tomorrow because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There's two things that we cannot change yesterday and we can't control tomorrow. All we can do is control today. This is the day, the Bible says, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad. I have to take care of this day. You and I have to make a decision about what we're going to do in the day that we're present in, not the day of the future, not what happened yesterday. I can't go back and change what I did yesterday, but I can sure enough fix what I'm doing today. They have found that death rates from heart attacks, strokes, and other natural causes spike during the holidays, with holiday rates, death rates reaching as much as 4.4% higher than expected. People eat more during the holidays. On a per-serving basis, Americans put about 44, uh, 440 extra calories in their, on their plate during the holidays. And some uh, do more. This is of no benefit and has all kinds of consequences that will lead us to slow agonizing death.
Do you know what the deadliest time of the year is? The deadliest month in the United States is the first month of the year, January. An average of 251,700 people in the U.S. died in January every year between 2010 and 2020, according to a life science analysis of the uh, CDC and prevention. This, this, is, this is, can be prevented. We don't have to put ourselves at risk of being sick at this time of year. There are more heart attacks, strokes, and autoimmune diseases caused by this time of year. Last year, I lost a lot of friends due to poor eating habits. They were physically active. They were just not eating proper diets. Proverbs 23, 20 uh, through 21 says, Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. Proverbs 23, 2 says, And put a knife to your throat if you are giving, given to an appetite. We have to make a decision to change what we do, to eat a healthier diet, to make meat a condiment, a smaller part of our meal, and start eating more fruits and vegetables, at least six to eight fruits and vegetables every day. Cut back on meat every meal. Don't put yourself at risk. And what do I mean when I say clean eating? Clean eating is making sure that what you put in your mouth has nutritional value. Eat food as close to natural as you possibly can. Fill your body with as much healthy foods because every time you put something in your mouth, you're either putting something in that is beneficial to you or you're putting something in your mouth that is harmful to you. Most of us choose the harmful thing and it causes us anguish in the future. When we go to the doctor, our blood pressure is high, our cholesterol is high, we have arthritis, we have cancer, we have heart disease, we have uh, autoimmune diseases. Most of the problems we have can be fixed by changing what we do. And there's no, there's no miracle pill for this. But there is a great way to eat properly, to live a healthy life, to exercise every day, to make your health the priority. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to make poor choices. Just like when you go to the classroom to take the test, if you prepared, if you know the answers to the questions, you can make the right solution to your problem. None of us are going to get any better if we continue to make unhealthy choices. And this time of year, we can see that most of us do not eat healthfully enough, and we're looking to eat for enjoyment and pleasure rather than eat for good health.
this is not good for us nor our children. It's not teaching them good stewardship. We need to be thinking about the future of our children's health. The estrogen that's in these foods are leading to a lot of problems that we will never be able to fix if we don't change them. Hebrews 10.26 says, For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. This is a problem that we can fix, that we can help our children, we can help ourselves, we can be healthier. I get uh, a little up when I hear about people being sick when I know they could do better about what they do on a daily basis. Karen, I appreciate your time listening. And I hope that this has been a benefit to you, a blessing for us. Thank you so much for letting Keep living fit and doing what matters. God bless you. Hopefully we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or a fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website. Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.